Recovery Insider. Recovery Insider. Recovery Insider. Recovery Insider. This is Recovery Insider. Hello, and welcome to Recovery Insider. I am your host, Tim Myers, coming to you today live from St. Paul, Minnesota, walking down by the beautiful Mississippi River with my dog, Relapse the Dog, and we've got a great podcast for you here tonight. As always, our sponsor is Lighthouse Recovery Institute. Lighthouse Recovery Institute are the leaders in gender-specific addiction treatment. Give them a call today at 1-844-I-CAN-CHANGE. That's 1-844-I-CAN-CHANGE if you or someone you know needs help. They just got a great new office, fantastic new facilities. If you know someone who needs help, get a hold of them at 1-844-I-CAN-CHANGE. Send them down to Delray Beach. You'll be in great hands. I guarantee it. Check them out on the internet web at lighthouserecoveryinstitute.com. That's lighthouserecoveryinstitute.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the Recovery Insider podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. Do it on iTunes. It's the easiest, bestest way. And if you don't have iTunes, I feel bad for you. Subscribe to our podcast. Also, shoot us an email anytime if you want to be on the show or if you have any suggestions. I love suggestions. Keep them coming. That's recoveryinsider at gmail.com or check out our website, which is recoveryinsiderpodcast.com, recoveryinsiderpodcast.com. So it's been a while since I've gone on one of these rants, but you're going to get one today. Today, I'm going to talk about the 10 things that I hate about meetings. NA meetings, AA meetings, any meetings. These apply to all substance abuse recovery meetings. These are the 10 things that I hate about meetings. Now, did meetings save my life? You bet your ass they did. Do I love going to meetings? Absolutely. Now, out here in Minnesota, I go to meetings every single day. I have missed two meetings in the last 100 some days. So, I love meetings. But, when these 10 things happen, I lose my, as the kids say, I lose my shits. Okay? Lose all of my shits. So, here you go. The top 10 things that I hate about substance abuse meetings. Number 10. 10. Emotional therapy animals at meetings. Hate them. Hate it. Okay? Listen. Emotional therapy animals, feel free to send me an email on this. Emotional therapy animals aren't real. Okay? Seeing eye dogs, those are service animals. Okay? There are service animals that help people with serious conditions. Okay? Here's a little tip. Your tiny little dog that you keep in your purse, that's not an emotional therapy animal. You can get through an hour-long meeting without your little dog, okay? These people sit there all cute and innocent, okay? But really, they're just, they're just little psychos. I'm not talking about the dog, I'm talking about the people. Okay, we're not dumb enough to believe that your purse poodle must join you at the meeting, okay? You're not going to shoot heroin in your butt if your dog, Princess Gumdrop, has to stay home. Dumb. Number nine. Nine. People who come in late to meetings but share anyway. Hi, my name's Jan. 
Uh, sorry, I was 15 minutes late, guys, but I'm going to speak for the next 15 minutes, okay? That's just disrespectful. When you come in 15 minutes late and then you share anyway, the only reason you're doing it is because you want to hear yourself talk. You want people to see you, okay? You're not doing it to help anybody. If you actually wanted to be there to help people, you'd show up five minutes early, 10 minutes early, and talk to a newcomer. But no, you didn't do that. You showed up 15 minutes late, and you just want to hear yourself talk. Not okay, all right? Not how things work. Listen, I'm all for showing up late to meetings. Hell, I show up late to meetings all the time. You know, they read the same thing every time at the beginning. That's how I justify it. Really shouldn't show up late, though. But when I show up late, I don't share. It's disrespectful. These people have put in the time. They were there early, okay? They took this seriously. If you're not going to take it seriously, you're going to show up 15 minutes late, then just sit there and listen. My favorite AA meetings are the ones where people sit there and listen. All right. Moving on to number eight. Eight. Loud motorcycles outside meetings. One day, not anytime soon, next, I don't know, four or five years, I'm going to run for mayor, and the only thing on my platform is going to be no loud motorcycles. And there's nothing worse than the sound of a loud motorcycle. Excuse me, sir, the sound of your motorcycle is making the sound of something that is terribly broken. Okay? The sad part is you actually paid extra money for it. Okay? Why? I don't... You know that sound? Like, people pay extra to sound like that. That's like paying extra for something to sound broken. Okay? That would be like if I went and bought my brand new iPhone 7 Plus, okay, with 256 gigs of memory, which I just did. And then when I was at the Apple store, I said, oh, yeah, and I want you to smash it before you give it to me. That makes the same sense as having a loud stupid ass motorcycle okay and the reason that i hate them at meetings is because after the meetings you're out there trying to get sponsees people are out there trying to find a sponsor getting to know each other talking about the meeting it's called fellowship okay okay they're trying to fellowship after the meeting but they can't because your moron cycle is too busy busting eardrums please stop it people okay number seven seven People using the word fellowship as a verb. Hey, man, sorry, I'm calling so late. I was fellowshipping after the meeting. Okay, you went to freaking TGI Fridays. Just say, I went to TGI Fridays. Hey, what did you do? Oh, I went to TGI Fridays. That's all you have to say. Instead, you're saying fellowshipping, okay, because you think that makes you sound more sober. Okay, no, you went to TGI Fridays with your friends. You know why? Because people go to TGI Fridays with their friends. Okay, by creating fellowshipping as a verb, you're just trying to sound cooler than you are. You're trying to impress people that, oh, fellowshipping, I'm so sober, I'm doing a lot for my recovery. No, it's not a verb. It doesn't need to be a verb, okay? Just say I went to TGI Fridays or Buffalo Wild, and please do not abbreviate Buffalo Wild Wings, okay? That B-dubs... Okay, Buffalo Wild Wings is not such a long, confusing word that you need to abbreviate it. Like the NAACP, you should abbreviate that, okay? National Advancement for the Association of Colored People, that takes a long time to say. But Buffalo Wild Wings does not need to be abbreviated, okay? And you don't need to use fellowship as a verb, okay? We all do it. We all hang out after meetings. Just say, hey, I was hanging out after meetings. Number six. 
six. Oh, this is this kill. This is killing me lately, especially. This is killing me lately, especially at meetings out here. Okay, so say it's a third step meeting. Number six, people who say I haven't worked this step yet, but, and then they continue to talk. If you haven't worked it, then please shut the hell up. Okay, you have nothing to say. I don't go to the hospital and say, I've never attended medical school, but I'm going to perform your open heart surgery today. That would never fly. And both are deadly. If you've never done a fourth step, I don't want to hear your opinion on it because there's someone in this room who's never done a fourth step. And they're going to hear you spout some bullshit about the fourth step. Okay, that could just hurt them. That could turn them away from it. If you've actually done a fourth step or a third step or a fifth step and you want to share your experience, by all means, go for it because it's a real experience that actually happened. Okay, don't walk in and say, oh, I haven't done a fifth step, but no, if you haven't done it, don't share on it. Okay, I've never driven a car before, but if my engine was malfunctioning, I'd do this and this and this and trim the carburetor or whatever the hell. No, stop it. It's ridiculous. Number five. Five. The number five thing I hate the most about meetings is people who use their own nicknames. Okay? For a very long time now, people have had nicknames. George Washington's nickname was Old Smokey. That's not true. But people have had nicknames for a long time. And it's something other people call you. The definition of a nickname is a dumb thing other people call you. Okay? Other people call you. Do not, do not use your own nickname, especially when introducing yourself. Hey, I'm Shotgun Eddie and I'm an alcoholic. Hey, Shotgun Eddie. That's, that makes no sense. That, that makes absolutely no sense at all. Hi, I'm Little Tony. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Little Tony. Hi, I'm Big Johnny. I'm an alcoholic. You should drink, Big Johnny. Uh, Billy from Philly Alcoholic. Go back to Philly, Billy, please. Okay, and find your birth certificate and figure out what your real name is, and then we'll call you that. It's just annoying. We're all, first of all, it's an, it's an anonymous program. Okay, we're all the same. There is nothing unique. We are all alcoholics. We all suffer from the same debilitating disease. We say, hi, this is my name, and I'm alcoholic. By giving a nickname, you're trying to set yourself out from the crowd. You're just trying to be cool. You're just trying to get attention. If you use your own nickname, you've got character defects that you should really look at, Billy from Philly. Okay? And if you have to move away from whatever town I'm in to go back to Philly to figure them out, by all means, do it. <sighs> all right. Number four. four. See, now we're in the top five, and... We're underneath the top five, and we're getting into some that really drive me crazy. And here is number four. This is one of the big ones. This could have been number one. People who say, I respect the house I'm in, but drugs are a big part of my story. I used to shoot heroin in my butt. Okay. When you are at an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, and you say, I respect the house I'm in, but then talk about drugs, you are then proving you do not, in fact, respect the house that you are in, okay? 
These people talk about drugs for 30 minutes in Alcoholics Anonymous meeting after saying they respect the House Amendment. I don't care, and this is the truth, I don't care if you talk about drugs in an AA meeting. I think NA is, is, is so worthless that people who have only done narcotics, which is like 0.000% of the population, but I think those people should be allowed to come to AA meetings. It's the pure single source of recovery. We'll go off track here for a minute. Uh, a guy uh, that I knew and respected for a long time said that when he was doing heroin, he would always search for the purest form of heroin. So he'd find his dealers, 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 dealer until he found the purest form of heroin. That's why he goes to AA meetings, because it's the purest form of recovery. Okay? So you druggies, you want to talk about drugs in an AA meeting? By all means, go ahead and do it. All right? I don't care. What I care about is that you said you respected AA, and then you disrespected it in the same sentence. You are not sober when you prove, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you are a liar, a moron, and an asshole, and you did it all in under four seconds. Okay, listen. Oh, number three. Three. Listen up. If you, if you have young children with you and you're listening to this podcast... First of all, why the hell are you letting your young children listen to this podcast? This is adult material. But if they're still sitting there, ask them to go to the other room. I'll give you a second. Okay. Number three. People who say the word fuck every three words at a meeting. Here's a good example. This is an actual example that I experienced at a meeting. <clears throat> So I was fucking at this place, fucking talking to my fucking friends about this uh, fucking substance abuse shit, and my fucking dumb fuck of a fucking roommate came in and fucking had on my fucking shoes. Okay, that's an actual quote that I actually heard. Okay, we really need to learn English before we get sober. Please, that's all I ask. Like, just take a class or something and then come to a meeting. I mean, this much swearing at meetings, you know, really makes us all look stupid. If it was my first meeting and I showed up and you were fucking the fuck all over the fuck, I think I'd fucking just probably just get on my fucking loud fucking motorcycle and go fucking fellowshipping at TJ fucking I fucking Fridays, personally. All right. Getting on to the big hitters. Number two. The number two thing that I hate about meetings is meetings that run longer than one hour. Picture it. You're the only person in the circle who has not shared. One minute remains in the meeting. Yet you ramble on for eight minutes and 37 seconds about how your friend Jimmy was so nice to you at the park when you were a kid. Shut up. Just shut up. Be respectful of other people's time. If you're not struggling, you know, just say a couple things that might be helpful, all right? And then get out. If you are struggling, I will sit and listen all night long. I, I will call my wife. I will tell her, hey, honey, I'm not going to be home till next Thursday because this person's struggling. I'll stay all day. I'll stay all night, okay? If you're struggling. If you're just taking up our time after the meeting to take up our time, I mean, you really need to get a cat. Like, cats listen all the time. I tell, I, I talk to, 
I talk to my cats all the time. Get a cat. You, you don't need me. Okay? Shut up. People have places to go. Also, if you're making the meeting run, I don't know, 15 minutes over, and that's somebody's first time, they're like, F this shit, they told me it was an hour. These guys are liars. Okay? Very important. Keep it to an hour, people. Oh, and there are meetings that are scheduled for an hour and a half. Just don't go to those. That's ridiculous. And the number one reason. One. Eh, reason's not really a thing. You know, it's not really a reason. It's really just something that happens. The number one thing that I hate the most about meetings, and by far the most controversial, one. is recovered alcoholics. People who introduce themselves as recovered alcoholics, okay? I know they say it in the book, okay? They also say goose flesh, but I don't come to meetings with a dead goose on my head, okay? Because that would turn people off. You people who call yourselves recovered alcoholics have an ego the size of the Great Pyramids, and 99% of you have less than a year sober, and you need to say recovered. You have to say recovered. It's like the most important thing you all day, you do all day is tell people that you have recovered, okay? So the reason you do it is because you want the rest of us to believe you and forget about the fact that you have bar- you've barely done any of the steps. Saying you are recovered sends a message to the newcomer that there is a cure for this disease. There is not. You must work at it each and every day. Therefore, you are always recovering. Maybe you've recovered that day. Maybe you have recovered, okay? But you don't introduce yourself as that. Okay? If I have recovered from cancer, it means I no longer have cancer. Okay? Period. You can't say recovered. I know this is a hot topic. I know that we'll do a whole podcast on this later. I know that you recovered people are out there and you just love to say it. But it is ego-driven. It only hurts and confuses the message. You recovered alcoholics, you still need to go to a meeting as much as possible. You still need to call your sponsor. You still need to work the steps. You still need to practice these principles in all your affairs. You need to pray. You need to meditate. And when you call yourself recovered, it is in my opinion that you are elevating yourself above God. We are recovering. Okay? We work the steps, we go to meetings, we do it on a daily basis. We have but a daily reprieve. Number one thing I hate about meetings is recovered alcoholics. And I'll let you know, it's been a long time since I've run into one. (sighs) Okay, so now I really need to go to a meeting. Now I'm all... Listen, there's a lot of things I love about meetings, but now I really need to go to one. (sighs) Now I'm all angry. I don't even want to go to one after hearing that, but I will because there's a lot of wonderful things about meetings, and you'll hear all about those in two weeks. So that's it from our podcast. Coming to you live from St. Paul, Minnesota. Remember, reach out to us on Facebook. Reach out to us uh, on our website, recoveryinsiderpodcast.com. Shoot us an email if you want to be on the show, recoveryinsider at gmail.com. Get a hold of us. We'd love to have you on. Love to hear your opinions. And if you're a recovered alcoholic and you want to come on the show and talk to me about it, by all means, 
send me an email. I would love to. And I've had this conversation with other recovered alcoholics and it goes pretty well. I will be very respectful, I promise. So as always, our program is being brought to you by our wonderful sponsor, Lighthouse Recovery Institute. Lighthouse Recovery Institute in Delray Beach, Florida. They just got some new facilities and new digs. You gotta check them out. Get a hold of my, my girl, Brittany, my man, Joe, my man, Jordan. Fantastic people. If someone you love needs help, please call 1-844-I-CAN-CHANGE. That's 1-844-I-CAN-CHANGE. It's a great place to go. Check them out on the web at lighthouserecoveryinstitute.com. Well, that's it for this week's episode. In two weeks, we'll have the 10 things I love about meetings. And we're also going to have very soon another episode with Lucas. So tune in. And as always, stay sober, my friends.